Welcome to the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. My name is Julia Feliciano, and every Wednesday when new podcast episodes are released, I host a special segment, WTF Wednesday. Now, this special segment is to debunk common fitness, nutrition, and diet myths that I have frequently come across with working with hundreds of women throughout my career as a health and fitness coach, and also really common fitness, nutrition, and diet myths that just exist in our world as is. So why debunk these myths? It's because not long ago, I was told that cutting carbs and doing lots of cardio to lose weight would give me the body that I wanted, and it didn't. I was told to try all of these different crazy things to lose weight, to get the body of my dreams, and whenever I tried, I could just never stick to it, right? Which just caused me to feel worse about my body, but more importantly, worse about myself. WTF Wednesday is your place to have a solid knowledge base on the right way to lose weight, how to keep it off, and what you can do to get the best results on your weight loss journey. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to WTF Wednesday. I am sitting here and I'm sipping some coffee with you all. I just took a sip of it, um, and we're gonna little, we're gonna have a chat today on WTF Wednesday about Weight Watchers. Um, what it is, my thoughts on it. Is it a approach to dieting that maybe you should consider? And I feel like. As a woman, we all know a woman in our lives or women who have done Weight Watchers. Personally, I never tried it, but growing up, I believe there was a time where my mom tried it because I remember seeing the measuring tools. And my aunt also, I believe, uh, took part in Weight Watchers when I was growing up because she had this big water bottle that she used to refill all of her water all day. Um, and that is what I automatically associated dieting as, as a child, because that's just really what I saw. I saw a lot of Weight Watchers and I know many of you might be able to relate on that. Um, so Weight Watchers is a dieting system. Um, their current program is called Freestyle and it uses a point system based on counting smart points. So the healthier the food, the lower the points and the more unhealthy the food, the higher the points, right? So they have a system in place called a zero point system and zero point foods consist of proteins, vegetables, fruits, certain sauces, and dairy. Um, And that is a good thing because it does encourage you to eat as much healthy food as possible. And that is something that I um, think is a good thing about Weight Watchers is it does encourage good eating overall eating habits so people can be healthy. Um, What it also allows people to do, I guess, in this new system is you can have a rollover amount of points that you can use for later in the week when you might be traveling or it's a holiday or you're eating out. And these smart points, excuse me, don't roll over to the following weeks. So you have to use them or you have to lose them. Everyone is allotted a different amount of Weight Watcher points based off of their, let's see, their weight, their height, and their age. Um, And based on that information, Weight Watchers will calculate an optimal daily smart points allowance for you. Most people get a minimum of 30 and some people get um, 35 to 45 points per day. And those who are taller 
generally get more points. If you want to earn more points, then all you have to do is get a bit more active. And with that being said, these are called fit points, which can automatically be converted to extra points for you. And you'll get about one extra smart point for every 10 minutes of exercise. So with that being said, reading about it, it makes a lot of sense. It's really easy to follow. It's very popular. You know that so many people have used it and they've seen results with it. Um, ironically, right now, recently three women have come to work with me inside of my Lift, Nourish, and Thrive one-on-one coaching program. And they all ironically are coming to me after doing Weight Watchers. So although I'm not going to share their personal journey with it, as a health and fitness coach of six years, what I have noticed about Weight Watchers is this. Um, So many women do it and believe that it is going to be their magic answer to weight loss because of its popularity. Um, It's all over the place. There's millions of followers on Instagrams. There's locations for it. Ironically, I just remembered something. When I first started my career as a personal trainer, this was, oh my God, back in 2012, 2013, I taught a fitness class at Weight Watchers. Just remembered that. Um, So a lot of the times, a lot of women feel like they have to do it. And they've done it so much that when they fall off track from it, they always result to going back to possibly wanting to try it again. So it's almost like the safety net for a lot of women that I've that I've worked with and that I've met and just spoken to throughout the course of my career. So my thing with Weight Watchers is the reason why it will work is it creates a calorie deficit for you from the start. Based off of my age, my height, my weight, my activity level, right? I would most likely lose weight from limiting and only eating the amounts of food that is given in either on the zero point list or learning how to incorporate all of these other foods outside of the zero point list, right? And staying within my minimum um, amount of points. So basically, it's a way of first creating a calorie deficit, but it's a way to lose weight without having to drop the word um, calories or counting your calories. It's a bit of a cooler system, right? Because it's a point system and and it makes sense in that way because a lot of people get very overwhelmed when they start thinking about learning about calories and macros, right? But to follow just a point system, And these are the foods that you can eat. These are the foods that maybe you want to stay away from. These are the foods that you can eat like a free-for-all if they're zero points, right? Um, It makes sense because that's easy, right? That's so easy to just do. And the thing that I am also is a red flag for me is how can eggs, how can salmon, how can anything have zero points in them all foods have calories and even if you eat excess turkey breast or 98 percent fat-free chicken or endless amounts of apples or pico de gallo that's a zero point sauce or greek yogurt if you eat that right in excess anything in excess on top of what you're already eating then you're going to be putting yourself into a caloric surplus 
and not be able to lose weight and you might actually be gaining weight. So it really keeps people in this very limited bubble of needing to stay within their point system and it doesn't introduce an ability to really, really understand what your body actually needs to lose weight. Our body is not a point system, right? Our bodies require a certain amount of calories per day to feel good, to have energy, to have energy for our workouts, right? We go through different phases of our menstrual cycle, right? As women, where we might need a bit more calories, right? There's so many different things that go into what our bodies need. And yet our bodies just aren't calories, right? That's not what our bodies are. But our bodies can, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense to me, the whole zero point food thing. And now if you have tried Weight Watchers and it's worked for you and you're continuing to lose weight, that's a great thing. I'm happy for you. But with the majority of what I've seen as a health and fitness coach, people regain everything that they lose while doing Weight Watchers, which is also really common after someone's been dieting and they have been really restricting for a long time. Something that is a good thing about Weight Watchers is it does teach people about portion sizes and portion sizes make up what we eat every single day. So it does really have that good educational component versus just saying, just don't eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that, like cut it, cut all of this out. It does have a little bit of education in there. The biggest red flag to me about Weight Watchers is the fact that when they determine your points, they determine it based off of your age, your height, your weight, let's see, and I think it does your activity level. You'll be asked a few questions about your weight, height, and age, um, which can then help them better understand your metabolism and dietary needs. Um, So I don't see anything specifically about your activity level, but if you are more active, you get 35 to 45, which is more points than the minimum amount of 30. Okay, it does. So those who are taller and are more active generally get more points. So that makes sense. But the number one thing that it doesn't account for in all of this is your dieting history. Now, half of my clientele and half of my clientele, the first half, right, are in a position to entering a fat loss phase through a calorie deficit. Their bodies are ready to go based off of the fact that they have not been yo-yo dieting for years and years and years. Now, my other half of the population that I work with, right, these women are not in a position to diet because of the fact that they've dieted on so low calories before. They're doing all of the cardio. Their body is at a stall, right? And they are in a position to not enter a fat loss phase through a calorie deficit because of the further stress that it will put on their body. And they have to spend time increasing their calories, right? in order to actually possibly start losing weight, but more importantly, to help rebuild their metabolism to put them in a healthier state. So Weight Watchers doesn't account for that. And Weight Watchers does attract a lot of chronic dieters. So these people have been dieting for a very long time. One minute they're on, one minute they're off, one minute they're on, one minute they're off, and 
there you go. That's your dieting history. So when all clients come to me, the number one thing I look at is their dieting history. How long have you been trying to diet? What has your success been? What have been your methods? How much cardio are you doing? These are all things that need to be accounted for when learning about your overall caloric and macronutrient intake needed for you. And that's not accounted for in Weight Watchers. Um, so it's not really a sustainable method to dieting from what a lot of women have told me as well um, because of the fact that they do feel so limited with their 30 to 45 points a day, right? Where the interesting thing about knowing what your calories are and your macronutrients are, you're going to go through phases where you're going to be eating more calories and more macronutrients, and then you're going to be maintaining your weight, and then you're going to be losing weight, and then you're going to be increasing your calories, possibly to gain some muscle in a controlled way, right? So this is all a part of a weight loss and fitness and nutritional journey, right? In order to help you get the progress that you want with your body. It's not always about just slashing the calories. You're going to go through maintenance phases. You're going to go through growing phases where you're eating more. You're going to possibly be going through a calorie deficit if you're looking to lose body fat. So these, there's all these different types of phases that you go through when you actually know what your body needs on a daily basis for your weight loss goal versus this where it's just strictly about their point system and losing weight. And it doesn't really have a component to their program that might fit where you currently are on your fitness and weight loss journey. So those are my thoughts about Weight Watchers. If you've enjoyed doing it and if you've seen long-term success with it, then that's great. Whatever works for you. I just want everyone out there to make the best decision possible for them. I want people to be educated. I don't want people to feel like they are limited to anything in this world when it comes to their weight loss journey. It really comes down to what works best for you, what you can be consistent with, and what you are going to feel happy about on a daily basis. If you are doing Weight Watchers and you hate it, then you don't have to keep doing it, right? There's so many different ways in order to see the progress that you want that can be customized for you. And I just want you to be well-educated. I want you to be able to make the most progress possible on your weight loss goal in the most sustainable way so that you can be proud of the, the success that you've had, so that you can maintain your progress, right? And so that you don't have to feel like your weight loss goal is your forever goal, as I always say. So in today's podcast episode, we're going to be diving into nine to 10 reasons Right, I think I have 10. Yeah, 10 reasons that learning about macros, right, has done for not only myself on my weight loss journey, but what it has also done for my clients. So we're going to go over 10 things that learning about macros can do for your weight loss journey in today's podcast episode. So stay tuned and I will see you guys inside the episode. This is the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Julia Feliciano. I'm a health and fitness coach and entrepreneur whose passion to help you find balance on your fitness journey so that you can stop falling off track on your weight loss goal stemmed from my own eating disorder triggered by myths in the health and fitness industry. You know, things like don't eat past 7 p.m., carbs are going to make you fat, 
and you must slave away on an elliptical to lose weight. In this podcast, I debunk fitness and nutrition myths with both brains and sass so that you can finally have a sustainable relationship with fitness, so that you can finally lose weight and keep it off, so that you can stop freaking out if your chicken is fried or grilled and stop saying no to social events because you're on a diet, so that you can finally see the beauty in your physical strength through lifting, so that you can finally have the confidence in your life to be the woman that you really want to be. Now let's get into today's episode. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. How are you all doing today? That was a bit of an explanation when I talked about Weight Watchers on today's segment of WTF Wednesday. I need to like collect myself a little bit after that because that was a lot, but how are you guys all doing? What is going on in your world? What'd you do this weekend? What did I do? I went shopping for my mom and dad on Saturday. That's something that I have been doing for them throughout this quarantine time just so that they can stay home and stay a bit safer because they are in more of an at-risk bracket with everything going on right now. So although it is really challenging to not hang around and and give them hugs and spend as much time together as we might want to because I am very close to my mom and dad. I would rather them be safe. I would rather help them out in any way and it's been a bit of like a routine for us every Saturday and it's it's something that I look forward to doing for them because I do love them so much. So how are you guys all doing? That's what I want to really ask you right now and I want you to really sit with how it is that you are feeling going into my gosh the end of April going into May with all of this going on um how are your workouts going how's your nutrition going um I'm gonna be honest with you guys last week my workout sucked (laughs) um for no other reason than the fact you want to hear this bullshit excuse guys I don't feel like taking the barbell into the house. As you may have seen on my IG stories, we were lended a barbell, which was I was super excited about when we first got it because I was like, yes, I can do so much with a barbell. Yes, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, the weather's been kind of shitty, so I didn't really go outside with the barbell last week. I have a one-bedroom apartment. It is, although very cute and nice and well-decorated, and it is our home, right? It's not that big. So when I take the barbell into the house, I have to make sure like my cat isn't around so I don't hit her, that I don't knock the barbell into things and cause damage, and that I don't hit my husband with it because literally if I'm too close to him, he's going to get in, you know, he'll be hit by it. And it's just something that I noticed last week that I was feeling. I just don't want to take the barbell into the house. And you know what? I worked out twice last week and that's it because of my bullshit excuse. So when you are finding that you have a bullshit excuse, at least call yourself out on it, right? I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, everything was perfect. Like, no girl, like your excuse was, was you feel the way you need to feel and I felt it, but 
that's a bullshit excuse. <laughs> so this week I'm going to work on letting go of that bullshit excuse and work a little bit harder on trying to work out at the same time every day to help myself get into a bit more of a routine. Um, so in today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about macros and specifically how macros and learning about macros really changed the course of my weight loss journey, what it also does for all of my amazing clients inside of my Lift, Nourish, and Thrive one-on-one coaching program. And we're going to go over 10 things that learning about macros can do for you on your weight loss journey. So I'm excited about this episode today because of the fact that when I learned about macros, everything really changed for me. Um, The number one thing that it first did for me was it really educated me on portion sizes and it educated me on what my body overall really needed on my weight loss goal. It taught me that everyone requires a specific amount of calories and macronutrients per day to maintain their weight, to lose weight, and It just really taught me so much more freedom. Now, I know that when you first start hearing about macros, you're like, oh, do I really have to do that? That's so confusing. It's a lot of work. Do I really need to know what my macros are? Can I just cut out bad foods? Oh, I don't want to track my food or weigh it. I don't have the time for that. Do I have to track my food forever? How do I know when to stop tracking? Tracking my macros just means I'm eating junk all day, right? Right? These are all thoughts that I know that you're possibly having. But guys, these are the same thoughts that I had too. And what I did to really start learning more about them was, and I will say this man's name until my dying day, (laughs) But Lane Norton, who is my mentor in the health and fitness and nutrition world, you can look him up on Instagram, he is really big on debunking diet myths and fitness myths within this industry. He is an incredible genius in terms of um, nutritional science. Um, If ever you see me wearing the shirt, uh, Make America Science Again, it has nothing to do with Trump. It has everything to do with that is a shirt that he designed because he believes in the science behind fitness and nutrition in order to help people really achieve their weight loss goals. If I had the chance to meet him, I would definitely fangirl. So Lane Norton, I know you're not listening, but if I tag you in this, Maybe you will. (laughs) Um, But yes, I am a huge fangirl of him. Not just because of everything that he's done for me, but for what he does for the fitness and nutrition world in general. So you can look him up if you're not familiar with him. Lane Norton or BioLane on Instagram. Um, So you may have had all of these thoughts. It can be very overwhelming. And in order to start learning about macros and understanding how much food you need and tracking your food, you have to understand this and relate it to this. Was the first time that you ever worked out easy, right? Think about your very first day in the gym. How awkward did you feel? How hard did it feel? 
right? The first time you started to learn how to lift weights, right? So with anything that's new that we do in this world, it's always going to be hard. And that goes into anything, not just counting your calories or your macros, right? So that's the first thing is understanding that it's going to be a bit hard at first. You're going to be a bit confused. You're, you're going to want to maybe give up, right? But I can say with confidence that when I first learned about it, it was 2016, you know, four years later, that that time that I really spent tracking my food a lot, right, and being really consistent with it, I can confidently say now that six years later, if I didn't want to track my food to lose weight, I could because of the fact that I really educated myself on using a food scale and portion sizes and what actual portion sizes look like, right? And to go into all of the reasons I'm going to be going about, once you do this and you educate yourself, it is such a lifelong tool that you're going to carry in your life forever. And it's going to make so many different things in your life easier, right? So maybe right now you don't understand how many calories to eat. You don't understand what your macros are. You get really overwhelmed when you start thinking about it, right? But understand that I was there too. So many of my clients are there too, or they have been there, right? And what matters the most is knowing that It's not something that you have to do forever. You can get to a place like me and like some of my clients where you don't have to track your food to get such an accurate understanding and you can do it in a bit more of an intuitive way, right? We hear a lot about intuitive eating, but the thing about intuitive eating, I am all for it because it really allows people to learn about their hunger cues and learning to not um, demonize foods and eating to nourish your body, which is very, very important. But if a client comes to me who has no understanding of um, healthy foods or habits or anything like that, or uh, calories in general, her intuitive eating might look different from my way of intuitive eating. So it's not an actual way of dieting, if that makes sense. But this podcast episode is not about that, so I'm not going to ramble on. Um, But just understand that this is a lifelong tool for you to carry for the rest of your life and it's going to make your life so much easier for the reasons that I'm going to talk about. So the first thing that learning about macros can do for you on your weight loss journey is allow you to stop labeling foods as good versus bad. All right, that is the number one thing. If you tend to call Oreos bad, but you call broccoli good, and then you feel like crap about yourself when you eat the Oreos, but you feel amazing and superior when you eat the broccoli, right? And I'm not even saying physically, I mean emotionally, right? You are morally attaching that, you know, good or bad mentality to you as a person, right? When you understand what your calories and your macros need to be, you can learn that you can have two cookies and it won't actually hinder your weight loss goal, right? Because what matters with this is your overall caloric intake and your overall specific macronutrients amount. And I'm going to dive into a lot of different stuff here. So make sure you're taking notes if you need to. (laughs) 
What this can also do for you on your weight loss goal is if you struggle with binge eating on foods that you overly restrict yourself from, right? This can help you reduce the urge to binge. Another thing is this can help you actually see more progress on your weight loss goal and with your body. You will be more toned, you will have less body fat because you're actually eating enough food consistently and not yo-yo dieting anymore. So the thing is, if you're really eating clean all week long and then the weekend comes and you're like, fuck it, right? I I can't even imagine uh, eating broccoli. I'm going to vomit because I've been eating it all week, right? Well, guess what? If you even were in a calorie deficit, now you're not. Most likely you're bringing yourself back up to maintenance calories and that's why you're not losing weight and that's why your weight is staying the same. And I've kind of talked about stuff like that before on my Instagram. Fat loss, right, can actually be pretty simple in terms of just learning how to be in a calorie deficit. And the way that that deficit is created is very individualized, which is something that I know I didn't know back in the day. This is something that so many of my clients don't know initially, is that just because Sally is eating 1,200 calories and losing weight doesn't mean that you need to eat 1,200 calories to lose weight. And so many different factors go in to what your calories need to be and what your macros need to be in order for you to see your weight loss actually happen, right? Your dieting history, like what I talked about earlier. That's a huge thing. Another thing that understanding about macros can do for you on your weight loss journey is you are going to be able to enjoy more dinners with your family and enjoy foods that you actually enjoy versus feeling like you can only eat so-and-so food, right? Like you can only eat clean food. So when you go out to dinner with your family, because of the fact that now you understand portions, if you know you're going to be going out for slices of pizza, right? You can save a certain amount of calories for a slice of pizza and be able to enjoy it without feeling guilty, right? So that's something else that it can do for you. It teaches you how no foods have to be off limits as long as your calories and macros are equated for. And this is where it gets tricky because, well, doesn't this just mean that I'm eating junk all day because I'm just trying to fit in as much fun food as possible within my calories and my macros? Well, no, because that wouldn't give us such great energy, right? So no, just because you are counting your calories and you're counting your macros does not mean that it's disordered, right? And it also doesn't mean that you are just eating junk food all day long, right? Because if you were to eat junk food all day long, you're going to feel like crap. And in Lift, Nourish, and Thrive, we are all about feeling our best physically, emotionally, and mentally, spiritually, everything on a daily basis, So what it can also do for you is teach you about energy balance, right? It can also teach you how to optimize the different macronutrients to better your workouts. So hello strengths, hello PRs in the gym, hello feeling like a badass, right? Because you're finally eating enough food, but you've also learned how each specific macronutrient can impact your workout pre and post workout, right? So another thing this can help you do is stop falling off track so much because of the fact that now you are increasing your consistency with your eating habits, right? 
because your diet has become more sustainable. You're actually sticking to it versus falling off track every other day. And it might even be enjoyable, right? Because now, not only are you eating lots of healthy food to help make you feel good on a daily basis to help you with what your body needs internally to be healthy, but you can also enjoy some ice cream with your husband at night, right? You can enjoy a glass of wine if that's your thing. And more importantly, this is a lifelong tool that you will have for the rest of your life. And yes, it takes some work, but the reward is amazing because of the fact that once you put that work in, on the other side of that is a tool that you're going to have in your back pocket for the rest of your life to help you understand portions on your weight loss journey, make dieting more enjoyable, right? So there's a lot of different great reasons why learning about macros can help you on your weight loss goal. And maybe, yeah, you've learned about them, but have you ever really tried to do them? And have you done them consistently, right? Did you get feedback on what you're doing so that you don't feel alone? Or did you just give up when you didn't know how to use your food scale, right? So I totally get it how overwhelming it can be. Because you guys, when I first taught myself, I know that there was times I wanted to give up and I was so confused, right? But it also helped that I knew that teaching myself what my body really needed was a way of giving back to it, was a way of taking care of it. Because I knew that the binging that I was doing wasn't getting me anywhere on my weight loss journey. I knew that I was tired of feeling like crap and restricting so much. I was tired of not feeling normal around food. I was tired of fighting with my family members when we would go out to eat because there was nothing I could eat. I was tired of getting anxiety about food. Buying fucking baby food like I've talked about, right? So how tired are you of your current struggles and what are you willing to do to overcome those struggles? That's something to really ask yourself. So... Another common question that I get is, do I really have to do this? Do I really have to count my macros? And the answer, no. Do you have to? No. But while reducing body fat and body weight depends solely on your energy intake, you can make the most of your dieting experience by separating your calories into these three macronutrient groups. So this can help keep your body composition in a good place and limit the loss of your lean body mass, aka your muscle, right? So, or the weight on your body that isn't body fat. So energy balance will drive your overall weight loss, but how your energy is distributed into your macro breakdown can affect how much weight loss occurs from body fat versus lean body mass, right? So that's where it typically goes wrong for a lot of people. They will decrease their lean body mass, but they won't decrease their body fat, right? So they're losing muscle in their attempts to diet, and they're wondering why they don't really look the same or they're unhappy with how they are looking, right? So while weight loss is indeed a function of calories in versus calories out, what makes up each component of your calories in and calories out is a bit more complex than just slashing your calories all together, right? So not only do all of these macros provide you with energy, 
right? But each macro has an important function within your body, right? So for instance, fat. Fat is absolutely crucial in women's hormonal health and hormonal production, right? There's so many different factors that go in to these macronutrients that you might be depriving yourself of or not eating enough from that can help you function within your body and not just for what it can do for you physically, right? So while the answer is no, but the answer is you are going to be optimizing what you are doing. You are going to be getting the most bang for your buck by putting in that work, right? And I know that it's overwhelming and I know that it's confusing, but I promise you it's something that you can do, right? You're an intelligent woman. You've been through some shit. You're like me, (laughs) right? But it doesn't have to stop you from doing something that's going to help you for the rest of your life. Another last thing I want to touch on is I once saw, I think it might have been in a Facebook group that I was in, a woman say, um, okay, I'm going to start the macros diet. And it took a lot for me to not go in there and, and, and say something. Sometimes I have to like really refrain myself, not in a mean way, but just because, you know, it was some lady in a Facebook group that I didn't know. <laughs> um, and macros is not a diet. It's not a form of um, like a a diet for you just to hop on, right? It's a lifelong educational tool. When you think things like keto or Whole30, they want it to sound like a lifelong tool that you can utilize, but it is so strict that that's why people cannot stick to it, right? Where this, you have the flexibility to enjoy a wide array of different foods, depending on what you enjoy and what you don't like, right? And when people have that flexibility to do what they wish, it helps to create consistency in their diet because they're adhering to their diet for their first time, right? They're not just trying it and falling off track a few days later. So that flexibility comes education, which comes power, which comes progress, which comes confidence, so many different things. So I know I talked about a lot, but I really hope that you were able to learn something from today's episode. Learning about macros has truly was one of the biggest reasons why I overcame my eating disorder, but it's also one of my main methods inside of my Lift, Nourish, and Thrive one-on-one coaching program because of the fact that my clients are strong, they're well-fed, they're losing weight, they're keeping it off, they're building muscle, and they're so happy because of the progress that they are finally making. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you in next Wednesday's episode. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast episode of the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. It would mean so much for me for you to leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Share a review. Let me know what your biggest takeaways from today's episode are. Share with me what it is that you have learned from tuning into the podcast weekly on Wednesdays when new episodes are released. 
when you leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes, it allows for the podcast to be seen. And when the podcast is seen, we are able to help even more women out there understand what Lift, Nourish, and Thrive is all about. And we are able to continue to further change the lives of so many women out there. So thank you so much for tuning into the episodes, and I will see you guys next week.